Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Kunarian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I'm a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and an alcohol-free sobriety coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Hello, lovely listeners. If you're finding value in what you're hearing today, make sure to head over to the show notes. Not only will you find more details on today's topic, but you'll also get an exclusive invitation to join my free Facebook group, Awakened Souls. This community is perfect for women who are either super curious or currently journeying through recovery. Being part of Awakened Souls offers a supportive environment where you can connect with like-minded women, all working towards an alcohol-free lifestyle. Plus... There are special free gifts waiting inside the show notes, (laughs) curated specifically to empower and assist you on your journey. And if you're loving the content, I'd be so grateful if you take a moment to rate this podcast. Your feedback helps me continue bringing you the conversations and insights you love. Let's keep the momentum going. And remember, you are not alone on this journey. I am here to help you every step of the way. Today's episode features a remarkable guest who has navigated through life's twists and turns to find a profound sense of self-awareness and purpose. We'll dive into a discussion about the importance of self-love, recognizing and breaking free from toxic relationships, and the transformative power of self-discovery. Our guest shares valuable insights on how to stop settling for less than you deserve and start living a life filled with passion and authenticity. Join us as we discuss strategies for developing healthier relationships, both with ourselves and others, and learn how embracing change can lead to a more fulfilling and joyful life. So sit back, relax, and get ready for an episode filled with inspiration, wisdom, and actionable tips to help you shine within. Welcome back to the Shine Within podcast. Kel is a dynamic coach specializing in mindset, life transformation, and women's empowerment. Complemented by her roles as a speaker, author, and the voice behind the Dear Dumb Bitch podcast. I love that title. (laughs) While once entrenched in what seemed like a dream existence in South Florida, Kel's reality was marred by the shadows of an emotionally abusive marriage. Embracing change in 2018, she courageously uprooted her life to embark on a journey of self-discovery and renewal. Fast forward to 2023, Kel's transformative path has led her to the serene landscapes of Bali. Here, she dedicates her time to providing online coaching, mentoring, and comprehensive programs designed to assist women in revolutionizing their self-relationship. Her approach empowers them to leverage toxic relationships for personal growth, navigate beyond the scars of trauma, break free from the chains of past patterns, and adopt an elevated mindset. Cal's mission is to guide women away from the pitfalls of complacency, nurture self-love, and help them craft lives filled with passion and purpose. Thank you so much, Cal, for joining me today. Oh my goodness. Thank you for having me here. And that was such a beautiful introduction. Oh, <laughs> well, you do beautiful things. <laughs> you, Thank you. you have I a beautiful story. <laughs> I'm, 
Oh, thank you. And I'm so excited to connect with you today. Me too. Well, can you just share the pivotal moment that pushed you to move across the country and completely restart your life in 2018? Yes. So I'm going to give some context first. So I thought I was living my dream life. My life looked really good from the outside, but inside I was miserable. And I knew my marriage was not healthy. I did not realize to the extent of how toxic and ultimately abusive that it was. I initiated ending my marriage on December 16th, 2017. I describe that as the day that my intuition took over because I had no plans whatsoever of having that conversation with my then abusive now ex-husband. But for whatever reason, that was the day that I told him I wanted to leave the marriage. That was not the day I committed to actually leaving the marriage though. And the circumstances did not get better. Shocking, I'm sure. But everything that I had experienced over the years, the manipulation, the control, the isolation, all of the emotional abuse really amplified to the point where I literally just just felt like I was drowning every single day of my life. And I felt like I just needed to escape, like immediately escape. So in March of 2018, so this is now about three months after I initiated leaving, but didn't commit to leaving, my husband at the time gave me permission to take a trip to visit my sister in Washington state. I was living in Florida at the time. And I just want to interrupt myself and let the listeners know that if you feel like you need permission to live your life, you're not living your life. You are in a very controlled environment. But I was given permission to take this trip and it was supposed to be a two-week vacation. But I knew from the second that I got to the airport that I needed to commit to the decision. I knew in my heart and soul that I needed to make, which was to not only leave the marriage, but to move across the country and restart my life in every possible way. So after the two weeks, I flew back to Florida. I was locked out of my dream house. I ultimately got access and packed my shit in garbage bags. I went broke overnight when my then abusive, now ex-husband decided to withdraw every penny from our joint accounts. And two days later, I was on a flight back to Washington with a suitcase and a dream of a different future for myself. And I just was so determined that that was not going to be the worst thing that ever happened to me because it definitely felt like it at the time. And I was just committed to the vision that I had for myself and my life and that somehow it would become the best thing that ever happened. And I can honestly say that it was because I I now live in Bali and life just feels more magical than I ever even knew was possible for myself. And my life has changed in a million and one ways. And ultimately, I am more me than I've ever been before. So it has definitely been quite a journey, a journey of navigating trauma and additional toxic patterns. It's been a journey of healing and most importantly, a journey of self-love and self-discovery. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that because I've been in a toxic relationship as well. Um, Many of them actually have been toxic since I think 15. 15 years old was my first relationship with a boyfriend. But man, what an experience I had to go through because I actually 
had to get a restraining order on him. And he was 15 as well. And we were in the same wow. high school. He was like the the football player, the jock, you know, everyone. He was the popular mm-hmm. one. And it was so sad because I remember um, we would, I don't know what it was. I, I think maybe because I lost my virginity to him. I don't know. Maybe we lost our virginities mm-hmm. to each other at the time. And whenever we'd fight, he would be so aggressive and would like grab my arms and like shake me and I would have bruises on my arms. And then he would mm-hmm. manipulate me and say, no, why are you looking at that guy? Or you shouldn't be wearing that. It was like a shirt like this probably, but not like, not like this, but it was like a tank top. Oh, make sure you cover yourself up, you know, um, stop wearing like little high heels, like literally control me. I'm like, and I thought it was normal until my mom saw my arms and then, and she's like, oh, what is going on here? Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And so we had to file a restraining order. And I, I, my reputation was horrible at school because he was a popular one. So everyone then hated me for the, like the rest of my high school life. And so made it made me miserable, but actually managed to get through. And then I noticed I started taking on that abusive I guess, a uh, trait with my next boyfriend, because I was so angry, not only from that relationship, but from like, like childhood trauma that had happened with me. And I started projecting a lot of anger, anger, and anger. And it didn't like, it continued until I would say 2017 was when I got sober in September. Yeah. And now <laughs> I'm not abusive, but it was way worse when I was drinking, but I can, I understand how it is to be getting the abuse. And also I, I was the abuser. So uh, forgive me to all the people that I abuse. I do apologize. That was not me. And it does come from um, some hateful thing. I guess I hated myself. That's why I did not like myself because of the things that happened to me, but I'm so happy that you are now in Bali and just living a wonderful life. But I know it was definitely hard for you to like trying to like, reset a little bit or was it not you let me know (laughs) oh no it was the greatest journey I've ever taken and I just want to acknowledge you for sharing your experience and it's it's really powerful to to share your story because there's so much stigma associated with toxic relationships and it feels like you know this isolating experience and it's something that you don't really want people to know about but most people that I talk to have experienced a toxic relationship to some capacity. And I acknowledge you for sharing how you then became the abuser. And the the truth is, is that hurt people hurt people. So when we are carrying pain from the past, when we are carrying trauma from the past, we're going to continue to repeat patterns from the past until we actually heal and release what we're holding on to. And then we get to access deeper levels of ourselves and deeper levels of healing and healed people heal people. And I can see the work that you're doing here. And you are just this beautiful, glowing soul. So it's it's really a reflection of the journey that you've gone on with yourself. But I know firsthand what a journey it actually is. And when I first left my marriage, I literally thought it would be as simple as moving across the country and restarting my life in every possible way. I thought that was going to be the hard part. I was not at all prepared for the emotional aftermath. I did not understand trauma at that point in time. I did not understand PTSD. I did not understand domestic violence, but I was so committed 
to this journey. And I never called it a healing journey. I always called it my journey of self-love and self-discovery, which is essentially what the healing journey is. It's learning to, mm -hmm. to love all of the parts of yourself. It's discovering all of the parts of yourself. It's discovering what you're holding onto from the past. And ultimately it's releasing and letting go of all that you're not so that you can become all that you are. So that was the beginning of my journey and I had no idea what it would unfold to. And if you had told me back in 2018, when I first left my marriage and I was seeing therapists multiple times a week for PTSD and trauma, and I was in a domestic violence support group that one day I would live in Bali, I would have been like, what are you talking about? Like, no, there's no way. I'm literally just trying to survive because I was so much in survival mode. But this journey has just allowed me to access deeper levels of myself and to identify and discover the patterns that I was living. And I realized that I was the common denominator in my life. And if I wanted my life to change, then I needed to change. It wasn't about my ex-husband. It wasn't about my childhood. And fun fact, if you don't address your childhood trauma, then your relationships will. And we all have childhood trauma. It doesn't mean you had a bad childhood. It doesn't mean that your parents don't love you. It just means that you had a unique perspective of the experiences that you had in childhood, which then created the framework for how you experience life today. And it's in being able to understand that and navigate what you're holding on to from the past that you're able to create a future and a life that feels really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what were the initial steps you actually took to transform your relationship with yourself? And how did this transformation impact your life choices? Yeah, so... The first thing I did was I started journaling. I'm like, I don't really know what a journey of self-love and self-discovery looks like, but I'm going to journal because that seems like something you would do on this journey. So I started journaling and that's really when I not only discovered my love for writing, but also I learned what a powerful tool journaling actually is. Mm -hmm. It allows you to process what you're experiencing in the moment. It allows you to create perspective, greater levels of awareness. It helps you release and reflect on the past. And it also allows you to create clarity in regards to the future that you desire and who you are becoming. So I started journaling. I did get support from therapists and I mentioned I was in a domestic violence support group. So getting the support that I needed and I also began to date myself. So I thought, all right, if I have this vision of falling in love with myself, what would, what would I do? Like, how do I even do this? And I really began to view the relationship with myself from like a third party perspective. And I'm like, well, if I was going to fall in love with somebody else, I would probably like date them first and get to know them first. So I started this practice of dating myself and spending time with myself. But simultaneously, I didn't realize how much I was still avoiding myself. And I discovered personal development at this point in my journey. Uh, TED Talks were actually my like gateway drug into 
personal development and personal growth. And I was like, oh, wow, you can actually change these things about yourself. You can change your mindset. You can change your beliefs. And that just opened up a whole new world for me. But at the time, I didn't realize I was using personal growth as a way to bypass true healing because I was avoiding the emotions that I was carrying from the past. I was dissociating, disconnecting. I was developing unhealthy coping mechanisms like partying and over-exercising and always being busy and literally being addicted to productivity, exercising, drugs, all the things. And again, I had to realize like, oh, wait, this is not the life I wanted to create for myself. And COVID was actually like the second wake up call that I had because my greatest fear came true, which was I was forced to be alone with myself. Mm -hmm. And that terrified me because all of my external coping mechanisms that I had developed to bypass the emotions and the trauma from not just the marriage, but from a lifetime of avoiding emotions and ex painful experiences. I was, I was forced to face all of that. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me because that was the beginning of my spiritual journey where I began to actually connect with myself on deeper levels and to see and discover that I've been hiding from myself all along. So that's really when things began to pivot. And I started to make changes to my lifestyle. I forced myself to start meditating because again, I was like, really sit alone with myself and my own thoughts? Like, no, thank you. But ultimately I just felt so called to begin a meditation practice. And I've since meditated every single day since December of 2020, and it's just become a part of my identity. And that's really when I began the deeper practices of healing, such as nervous system regulation, the somatic work, actually connecting with my body and connecting with my emotions and allowing myself to discover myself on deeper levels. And that's where the real transformation began, because as I began to really dive into the depths of myself and not try to change or avoid the parts of myself that I didn't like or the parts of myself that felt scary or that I was running from or hiding from, that's when I really got to discover myself and see all of me and begin to love all of me. Because so often we have this concept of self-love and it's actually very conditional because we love ourselves on the good days, the days that we're feeling good, high vibe, all the things, the day we got the job or we're in love and we're in the relationship. But what about on the days where we're feeling a lot of anxiety or the days where we made a mistake or the days that things just aren't going how we wanted them to go? Like those are the days we need our own love the most. And it's in developing this unconditional self-love and not waiting to love yourself, not loving yourself when, it's loving yourself then. And it's in transforming the relationship with yourself that you actually transform your life. Because the more that you love yourself, the more life loves you back. And love is the highest frequency that there is. That's that's your highest self. So often we think that the, our higher self, our best self, it's a person, it's a version of us in the future. And it is, 
but also it's available to you right now because it's just, it's an energy, it's a frequency, and it's being able to connect with that and align with that and to release what is blocking you from accessing that version of yourself that you actually step into that role and you step into who you are becoming. Wow. You touch so many things. I'm like, oh, I wanted to take a piece there, snag there, snag there. It's all wonderful information. And you are a hundred percent correct. It reminded me about my relationship, my toxic relationship with alcohol. That is a relationship that I used to have. And that was a toxic relationship because we have our good yeah. days and then we would have our bad days. And yeah. when I got sober, I had to go ahead and date myself like you said you dated yourself I had to date myself too and I was like who is Gina I don't even know who Gina is she's been drinking for so many years from like the ages of like 21 22 to like 35 years old <laughs> you know and so now it's six years sober it's a whole lot different like I feel like I've done so much like in with the, like only what a couple of years it seems like Versus that whole life that I feel like I have wasted yeah, <laughs> and numbed myself and just bottled everything inside. And it's amazing how we have to like rediscover ourselves. So I was like doing different things. Of course, I was not hanging around with the same people anymore because I needed to hang around with people who were way smarter than me. I got a mentor. I was working out as well. I was like a 5 a.m.er. And I just, I just felt like I, it helped me release those endorphins, you know, and I really had to be alone and I did a lot of uh, self-evaluation and I journaled as well. I was writing, I was taking classes. I was doing a lot of things, keeping myself busy, but not too busy enough where I can still mm -hmm. see my family. And because uh, I didn't have my kids with me at the time, literally I was by myself. I was like, you know, how they have the sober homes. Well, it was just my, my home, my new little studio that I had moved into was like my sober home. It was just me. But, it, but, you know, I've gotten to a point where I love being by myself now. <laughs> I actually entertain myself. <laughs> and I love meditation. I love breath work. I love all of that stuff. So thank you so, so much for bringing that up because it is very important that we start connecting with our spirit. Yes. Yeah. And I love, I love that you mentioned your relationship with alcohol because Toxic relationships are not limited to romantic partners. They're not even limited to people. And life is just a series of relationships. We have relationships with people in all kinds of contexts. We also have relationships with alcohol, with money, with our bodies, with time, which means there is the possibility that any of these relationships can become toxic. And it's in looking at, okay, I'm the common denominator in all of these relationships, because in every relationship you've ever had in your entire life, there you are. So if you want the relationships in your life to change, then it starts with changing the relationship with yourself. So that is huge. And I'm, I'm really so proud of you for your own oh. personal journey that you've been on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, really it's, it's been definitely a ride and it's, it's been a journey, but you know, I wouldn't have changed it at all because I, whatever I went through is exactly what I need to go through so I can be who yeah. I am today and helping others who are going through what I went through, if not worse or similar to what I went through. Yeah. And that's the thing. Life isn't here to punish us. It's here to allow us to evolve and expand. And 
the experiences that we have in life are allowing us to release the past and to step into deeper levels of ourselves and to learn the lessons that we need to learn in order to become that next version of ourselves, in order to create the life that we dream of and the life that we pray for. And then we have the experiences that allow us to strip away and to release and to learn the lessons. And when we resist those experiences, we don't get to learn the lessons. And life is just going to keep teaching us the same lessons over and over again until we actually learn them. And it's in learning them that we get to graduate to that next classroom in the school of life. And that's that's our soul's purpose because you mentioned spirit. And yes, we are we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And it's our purpose to step into as much of our full potential as we possibly can. And then we get to be a resource and we get to help other people on their journey because that is our soul's purpose to expand the collection, the collective. Yes. It's like the human consciousness. So they all come together. We work together because we're all one, <laughs> mm. you know? So I, I get excited when I talk about like the collective and then the human consciousness and how we're, transitioning from this 3d into like something better and everything's changing and shifting and this is part of it you know just getting out of those toxic relationships but for listeners who may be in the midst of like toxic relationships what advice can you offer to them to help them use these experiences as a catalyst to unlock to their higher self yeah so the first the first step is if you are in a toxic relationship if you are questioning if a relationship is toxic like if you're googling red flags in a relationship if you're googling like narcissism symptoms of narcissism like it's toxic like if you're wondering if it's toxic it probably is and you get to decide is this a relationship i want to be in am i settling am i settling for less than i deserve and if the answer is yes then you get to choose yourself and it doesn't mean avoiding difficult conversations. It doesn't mean relationships aren't going to require some effort. But if a relationship is unhealthy and there are toxic patterns present, then choose yourself. Choose the future that you desire. Recognize your own worth. And there are so many reasons for toxic relationships. Most of them trace all the way back to childhood because it's our subconscious programming. It's our underlying attachment wounds. And that's a really important part of the healing journey to understand all of that because you aren't just healing from the trauma of the relationship. You're also healing from the trauma that led you to that relationship in the first place. And that right there is the key to transcending the patterns because we have these patterns in our life and toxic relationships are a pattern. They're a symptom. They're not the thing. And when you peel back the blanket of what these patterns are covering up, you get to see what's really there. And that's the good stuff. But the good stuff is also scary as fuck because it requires you to see the parts of yourself that you've been hiding from. But ultimately you can spend your entire life hiding from yourself or you can see yourself and begin to accept yourself and love yourself and make the changes within yourself to actually become who you truly are. And it's not about becoming somebody else. It's about becoming more of who you already are. So if you are in that relationship, then decide if this is a relationship that is aligned with your truth. Is this a relationship that is a reflection of your own worth? And if not, then 
you need to make a decision. You have to make a choice. And you're never, ever, ever going to feel ready to do something scary. So if you're waiting to feel ready to leave the relationship, you're going to be waiting forever because ready isn't a feeling. Ready is a decision. And trusting that you are going to be guided and supported on your journey. And there are support and resources available for you. I have some uh, resources that I can share with your listeners if they're looking for some guidance on navigating the aftermath of toxic relationships. But if you are out of the relationship, then deciding the narrative that you are attaching and the meaning that you are giving to this experience is it something that happened to you and you are a victim of it or are you going to choose that this is going to be an empowering journey for you and you're going to be able to look at using the experience as a way to grow and evolve and develop the relationship with yourself and it's a choice so you get to choose to focus on what the experience is going to lead you to rather than running away from the pain. And the more that you allow yourself to process and release the trauma that you've experienced, the more that you get to let it go. Because so often we just move on from these relationships. And that's really when you continue to repeat these toxic patterns because healing is not the same as moving on. Yes. And what are some ways we can heal? Like what are some good practices we should do to start dating ourselves and figuring out who we are? Yeah. So dating yourself looks like spending time with yourself and not with your phone because your phone is like the side piece in the relationship with yourself. And if you think about it, like when was the last time you actually spent time with yourself without your phone, actually connecting with yourself, being present in the moment, um, reflecting with yourself, just enjoying the experience of being with yourself. It's really, really important to actually be present with yourself because if you were in a relationship with somebody else and they were always on their phone, you would be like, what, what are you doing? Like pay attention to me. And that's basically what our, our inner being is saying to us when we're never actually with ourselves. So yeah. So pick some activities that you enjoy doing. It could be going on a walk. It could be a spa day. It could be going and getting a tea or having lunch with yourself and really just using it as an opportunity to connect with yourself, journal, begin to create rituals and practices in your day-to-day life that allow you to connect with yourself. Also look at look at your routines, look at your lifestyle. Does it support you? Is it in alignment with the vision that you have for yourself and your life? Because if it's not, then you have to actually start to make those shifts and changes now. And one of the most important parts for healing is actually regulating your nervous system. Because when you have experienced trauma, when you have experienced toxic relationships, your nervous system is going to be in a very dysregulated state because you have been in survival mode for so long. You are in this constantly activated fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. And that's not where healing occurs. 
That's actually where we're just living in survival mode. It changes how your body functions. If you stay in that period for too long, it will actually start to manifest different diseases physically. Mm -hmm. And it's really just a reflection of the underlying emotional and energetic uh, trauma from the past. But regulating your nervous system allows you to drop into a sense of calm. And when you are in that parasympathetic regulated state, that's where healing actually occurs because your body's not fighting, your body's not activated and in survival mode, thinking there's a constant crisis because that's what it was used to in the relationship. So having practices that regulate your nervous system allow you to start to regain that sense of inner calm and stability and safety, which is required for healing. Wow. And it reminded me so much of when I was on my recovery journey and I had to discover for myself who I am and the, the different things that I was doing for myself. One was actually hiking. I love being out in nature and it gave me such such serenity. So it was so peaceful and I felt like I was connecting to God, source, whatever you want to call it. I felt com like complete. And then I felt like I got a good workout from it too. <laughs> I was sweaty yeah. and nasty and everything. And I would take off my socks and put my feet in the dirt and just like rub it together like that. And it's so nice. And then I did a lot of, um, oh, well, working out, of course. But I was thinking, what else did I do? My goodness. Oh, coloring books. <laughs> mm. It was so therapeutic for me, you know? And then just like going on YouTube and finding like hobbies, like, different things that I wanted to learn, like say, for example, like makeup, how do I want to learn always how to like, how do I do eyeshadows? How do I do this? And I was like picking up these different things. And then in 2020, I discovered that I can cook. <laughs> so, and then I cook very good. Apparently my husband, I remarried now. My husband tells me, he's like, oh, and he's Indian. So I'm making Indian food. I've never cooked before. And now I'm making Indian food. You'd be surprised about what your potential would like, Seriously, mm -hmm. you just have to just do it and go for it and enjoy it. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. And you might like you might discover your new favorite thing. Like you had no idea how much you actually enjoyed cooking until you started doing it. And hiking is such a beautiful practice or really just being in nature in general, because you are connecting to the higher power that is, call it spirit, the universe, source, God, it's all semantics, but you're able to connect with life on a different level. And, you know, rubbing your feet in the dirt, that's, that's grounding. That's actually using the energy of the earth to, to balance your own energetic field. So those are some really, really beautiful examples. Yeah, it was nice. It reminds me, I, I have to go back to the hills behind me here because we live like close by and there's like so many trails, beautiful trails. I have to, I have to do that sometime this week. <laughs> I miss it. <laughs> mm. So I know we're talking about a lot about like toxic relationships, but can you share some yeah. strategies for developing a healthy relationship with one's, uh, not oneself, but in general, like whether with, with your parents, your coworkers, your spouse or whatever it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so often in life, we know what we don't want. 
And this applies to relationships. Like, I don't want my partner to do this. I wish my mom didn't do that. Or, you know, jobs, like this is not the job I want. But when we know what we don't want, that's important because it's, it is helpful to have that contrast. But also it's more powerful to focus on what we do want and what we do desire and to let that be the the vision that we're holding. So the first step is to create clarity in regards to what do you want in a relationship, whether it is a relationship with the dream partner that you're manifesting or a relationship with a family member or a boss or a friend, what does an ideal dream relationship look like? What, how does it feel? What are the things that are reflected in this relationship? So creating clarity in regards to the relationships that you desire in your life. And then look at how the relationship with yourself reflects these qualities and these attributes. So if you want a partner who has really great communication and respects you and is super honest and buys you flowers and honors your boundaries, okay, that's awesome and amazing. Do you honor your own personal boundaries? Do you buy yourself flowers? Are you honest with yourself and have those difficult conversations when perhaps you aren't acting in integrity with your values? Do you even know your values? Like look at how the relationship with yourself is demonstrating the relationship that you desire and also exploring this from a space of curiosity not judgment, because it's easy to be like, oh, I suck. Like, I can't even do any of these things. But self-discovery is about curiosity. It's not about judgment, because anytime we're judging ourselves, we are really just connecting and locking in the patterns that we want to shift away from. So really just getting curious about yourself, like, oh, like, why, why am I like this? From a place of curiosity and understanding, not judgment and shame, and really just beginning to, okay, so this is what I desire in a relationship. This is where my relationship with myself currently is. And let me start to make some shifts. Let me understand why I am demonstrating these patterns in the relationship with myself and in other relationships. And let me see what shifts I need to make. Let me see what trauma I'm still carrying because trauma is just how the past continues to affect our present. Let me look at these aspects of myself and that creates a new standard. And this relationship with yourself really is the standard for every other relationship in your life. Because when you have honesty, when you respect yourself, when you see your worth, when you see your value, when you love yourself, when you're buying yourself flowers and treating yourself the way you deserve to be treated, you're not going to tolerate anything less than that from anyone else. And it really creates this energetic upgrade, which creates a new standard for yourself. And you will not even be attracted to the people who are less than that. You will not even be in that same frequency. Now, there are some relationships that are different. For example, family members. We don't choose our family, although our soul technically does choose our family because it's creating the experiences that we need for our own evolution. And our family will always trigger us the most and push our buttons the most because 
they helped create those buttons. So the relationship with your family is going to have very different dynamics to navigate, but looking at the relationships that you intentionally choose in your life, because it is a choice. So often we just think, oh, these are the people in my life. No, you're choosing them to be in your life and make sure that you value yourself enough to have relationships that are really going to support you because relationships are designed to enhance your life and improve your life. And they can be so magical and juicy and delicious and special, but it's, it's all a choice. Absolutely. And you see everything so beautifully, like everything you say is like, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think, I think you answered all my questions for the evening. We're done. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's so it's so true about the family. And yeah, I have heard that before about our soul chooses a family and they do push our buttons and get us triggered in certain ways. And but it is a choice for us to choose which who we want in our lives and who we don't want in our lives. We always have a choice. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so beautiful about being here on earth is we have a choice. <laughs> now, um, you mentioned also the importance of not settling. What are your top tips for listeners who want to stop settling and start living the life that they truly deserve and desire? Yeah, so the first step is to recognize where you are settling. And I'm going to be honest, if we are stagnant in our life, then we're settling because we are always looking to expand and to move into that next version of ourselves. And settling and doesn't mean not accepting where you are. So you have to accept where you are in order to get to that next level of yourself. It doesn't mean not appreciating where you are because you're there for a reason, but looking at what areas of your life are you allowing and tolerating less than you deserve or desire? This could be in the relationship with yourself. It could be in relationships with other people. It could be in your job or your career. If you feel like you are made for more, it's because you are. And the more that you believe in yourself and your potential, and the more that you change what you believe is possible for yourself, the more that you change what actually is possible for yourself. So I'm going to give a little spoiler alert. It's all possible. There truly are no limitations except for the ones that we create and the ones that we believe. So deciding what you want your life to be like what do you want your life to feel like like use your imagination and just like tap into the most magical life like think dream feel big and then know it's possible for you but it's not about going from like a to z overnight it's about a to b to c mm -hmm. and that allows you to actually make those shifts. So the first step is to recognize where you are settling, understand why you're settling and to make a choice and to identify where you wanna be, create clarity for the vision that you have for yourself and your life and to connect with who you are becoming and then step into that version of yourself practice being that version of yourself, try it on for size, connect with what are the habits and routines of the future version of myself. Okay. Let me start to implement those. Now I geek out on habits and routines and rituals and practices because most of our life is, 
it's a habit. It's on yeah. autopilot. So when you can develop the habits of your future self, you're basically setting yourself up to just become that version of yourself and starting to live your current life, the perspective of your future self from the perspective mm -hmm. of who you are becoming. So for example, let's say you get home from work one day and you have a pattern of binging on food and scrolling on social media to just disconnect and check out. And if you're like, oh, that's me. Awesome. That used to be me too. And I decided that that wasn't how my future self lived. That was not in alignment with my higher self. So I allowed myself to get honest about the fact that I was using these patterns as coping mechanisms. I started to get curious about what this those patterns in my life were covering up and what underlying needs they were really meeting. And then I allowed myself to create healthy ways to meet those underlying needs, because that's really what drives our behavior. We're mo either moving away from something that we don't want, or we're moving towards something that we want. Mm -hmm. Most of our choices, behaviors, decisions, actions in life are driven by our emotions. So understanding your emotions and learning to use them as a guidance system rather than just something that we are acting on or reacting to allows you to make more conscious choices in your own life and really committing to yourself and committing your focus to what you want and what you desire. Because for as long as you are focused on what you don't want, that's what you're giving your energy to. That's what you're giving your attention to. And that's the direction that you're going to be pulled towards. But developing the, the focus to stay and give your attention to what you desire and what you're stepping into and who you really are allows you to actually move in a new direction. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> and where are you speaking again next? <laughs> 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 well, I love, I'll tell you, I love I'll tell how you everything what. flows. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank <I> you. <laughs> and that's that's actually the next version of myself. So I I've changed careers multiple times in my life. I initially was a speech language pathologist. That's what I went to college for. And then I got into real estate. And then I became an online coach and mentor and I have online programs. And now I'm like, oh, the next, the next version of me as an author and a speaker. And I'm like, oh man, I don't, I don't know how to write books. I don't know how to speak on stages, but I can see the vision of myself on a stage. I could see my future best-selling book and my future best-selling book will be published in just a few months. I wrote my first book this year. So this year was about stepping into my role as an author and my next step is to step into my role as a speaker. So thank you for, for seeing me in that vision. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought you've been speaking for many years because you speak so well. And I'm just like, oh, wow, this is great. <laughs> yes, but thank you for all this enlightening us on all of the, about relationships, toxic relationships, how to develop healthy relationships with ourselves and, and just get just getting better and being better in life because here on earth is so hard <laughs> but that's part of the test that's it our, is it's our spirit test it's like school like you said it is it totally is and being gentle and patient with yourself and understanding that it's it's about progress not perfection like we are literally 
always doing the best that we can until we know better. And then when we know better, we get to choose better. And if we don't, then that's a choice too. But just being patient with yourself because it took time to become this version of yourself. It's going to take some time to become that next version of yourself. And it's an actually loving and understanding this version of yourself that you get to step in to that next version of yourself and you get to access deeper levels of yourself because you, me, we, we are all divine, magical beings. Like we are all goddesses or gods, depending on how you resonate. But <laughs> it, it's just a matter of, it's a matter of remembering. It's a matter of remembering our truth. That's right. And who you truly are. Magic. You're magic. Everybody, you're magic. That's true. We are. (laughs) Now, if people want to work with you or just find your podcast, oh, let's talk a little bit about your podcast. I like that title. Dear Dumb Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a lot of fun. So Dear Dumb Bitch, kind of like Dear Diary, but Dear Dumb Bitch, because we all have an inner dumb bitch that is teaching us life lessons when we actually pay attention. I tried to ignore mine for the longest time, most of my life, and she didn't go away. She just kept getting louder and louder and louder. So now I notice her and I overshare all of my life lessons on the podcast. So that's that's a lot of fun. And I, I feel called to offer your listeners a complimentary coaching session. So I'm going to give five complimentary coaching sessions. Um, I'll share the link with you. You could put it in the show Absolutely. notes. and. My coaching sessions focus on helping women navigate the aftermath of toxic relationships and using it as a catalyst to unlock their higher self. And also I have mindset and life transformation coaching programs that are really focused around transforming your life by transforming the relationship with yourself. Wow. And I will have all the links in the show notes from your website to your podcast to what you're offering. And thank you so much for that wonderful gift. I hope all your listeners get on it, <laughs> especially the ones that are, you know, are like, you know what, I'm ready to get out of this toxic relationship. I need help. So Kel is there for you. <laughs> Any last mm. words or thoughts that you wanted to uh, say or mention? Yeah, I have. Well, I've loved our conversation so much. I feel like we could literally just keep talking for hours. I know, right? <laughs> what, one thing that is coming through for me right now is that it is it's really important to remember that it's never too late to make a change, but it's always too soon to settle. Mm-hmm. And you you can always recreate your life in every possible way. You could become more of who you're meant to be. You can develop the most amazing and loving relationships. You can have the most magical life, but it's it's a choice. Mm-hmm. absolutely well thank you so much Kel for joining me today it's been a pleasure oh thank you so much for having me I've loved our conversation to my cherished listeners from the very depths of my heart thank you every single one of you who've showered me with those warm five-star reviews your kindness shines so brightly and if you haven't yet know that your voice and support always matter Your unwavering love has lifted us onto Feedspot's esteemed list of best women's sobriety podcasts, and it truly warms my heart. With immense love and care, I've created something for you as well. 
Introducing the Overcoming Challenges mini course, crafted especially with the intention to guide and support you through life's varied phases, because we all deserve gentle guidance as we navigate life's tides. Furthermore, I have two heartfelt gifts for our listener family. One is a seven-day challenge, a tender beginning for those curious about sobriety, and the other, a personal sharing from my journey, six-step blueprint to an alcohol-free life. This encapsulates the loving steps I took, I embraced beyond AA and the traditional 12 steps that have nurtured my own sobriety journey. To embrace these tokens of gratitude and love, simply text GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, to 1855-649-6196. Again, that's G-I-F-T at 1855-649-6196. With all my love and deepest gratitude, I cherish each and every one of you.